What's going on, everybody? This is Sean of Raw Select Music. And this is the Super Sonio Show. I'm La Molly. This is Blue and Green Radio. Hello and welcome along to this month's edition of the Music for Modern Living Radio Show, right here on Blue and Green Radio. You're locked in with me, Nigel Gentry. Confessions of a curly mind. Blue and Green Radio. You're listening to Steve Williams at UK5.org. Welcome to the Blue and Green Sessions. Ride the vibe with DJ Ronnie Ron. Twisted Soul with C.F. Smith. You're listening to the Blue and Green Podcast. And I hope you enjoy what we are going to say. Blueandgreenradio.com Hello friends, welcome. You're listening to another episode of the Blue in Green podcast. My name's Imran. Thank you very much for your time. Thank you very much for checking us out today. You will be very glad that you did, I can assure you. Today we have a very special guest. We're really, really excited about this one. We uh, were incredibly lucky and fortunate to have secured time with with the incredible UK uh, producer, uh, DJ, multi-instrumentalist, songwriter, uh, Flevens, newly signed for Jalapeno Records. His album, Part-Time Millionaire, uh, has just been released on Jalapeno Records. It's a stunning record. We couldn't be more excited about it. It's 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 one that you are absolutely going to love if you've yet to hear it. Uh, it's done incredible things for him and Jalapeno as well. And uh, we managed to secure time with him. So we get to uh, talk with a man himself uh, on our show today. And uh, we talk all things. We talk about the the new project, we talk about past projects, collaborators, family life as well. So it's a really great, um, it's a really great chat, it's a really great listen. And I'm absolutely sure uh, that you're really going to enjoy it. So huge thanks to him and uh, another quick shout out to our dear friend Jade Parolini as well. A quick reminder, uh, the Blue In Green podcast runs in conjunction with the the online internet radio station Blue In Green Radio, uh, 21st century soul, jazz, funk, Latin uh, music. And uh, if you, you know, if you check us out, I'm fairly confident in saying that you'll enjoy what you hear. We have presenters from all over the world, uh, from Japan to uh, the States to Australia uh, and London. They, they contribute these incredible shows uh, that will convince you'll find nowhere else. They're the, actual, they're the absolute best, so uh, we'd appreciate your time in checking us out. You can find us at blueingreenradio.com, uh, where you will find a list of our presenters and schedule, as well as our uh, 24-7 stream and also you'll find the complete list of past episodes of the Blue in Green podcast. Um, back to today's episode. Uh, with each and every episode, we have uh, two tracks that we play our guest. and In this case, Flevens will pick our closing number uh, for the show. And um, I have the luxury of picking the opening number, which we're going to go to right now. So um, obviously part-time millionaire is going to be a huge uh, focus of our conversation today, but I thought it would be fun to talk about, to well, to play a song from another album that Flevins and I get to discuss, which is his 2016 uh, LOA Records release, A Distant View. Uh, I really love the album, and um, my my song pick comes from that project, and it's the title track, and uh, I just have really fond of memories of being completely blindsided by the, uh, the 
the title track, uh, the song in question, and just think it's a beautiful, beautiful song. And it's a really great album. There's a number of really awesome songs on it, um, notably Stripped, which is uh, another one I nearly went with, but I'm, I'm going to go with uh, Distant View. Um, it's uh, it's funny comparing this project to Part Time Millionaire. It's so vastly different. It completely showcases how awesome he is. Um, so yeah, it just makes this conversation, or this episode, all the more special for us because we couldn't really be more excited to have spent time with him. He's such a top dude, and uh, hopefully, fingers crossed, uh, we'll get to do this again with him at some point soon as well. So uh, that's my pick, a distant view, uh, Flevens. Uh, it's gonna be my opening number, we'll, and then we'll return. Uh, to our conversation so a uh, huge thanks to him uh, again shout out to Jalapeno Records you're listening to the Blue in Green podcast feel free to check us out at blueingreenradio.com uh, thanks very much friends I very much hope you enjoy the show
now here and I've got coffee and uh, and I'll wake up as quickly as I can. <laughs> is this an early start for you out of interest? You know what, actually, mate, it's not normally, but my wife and kids have gone away for uh, for oh. a week. Uh, so we obviously just at the end of a you know long school term. And, of course. Um, I have been making the most of it, but it has mean that I've been sort of staying up <laughs> later than I normally would. Um, and um, a little bit of a later start. So normally I'm, I'm up and about by about half six, but... Um, it was a little bit later than that today, but it's, uh, it's, it's really nice. I'm quite lucky because my wife's from Finland. So uh, in the winter months, they often go and have like a sort of week or a couple of weeks over in, in Finland. And uh, although I go over in summer, in, in Finland, it's a bit, you know, this time of year, it's really, really cold uh, and gets dark quite quickly. So I usually Gosh. duck out. Uh, and so I get a little bonus, <laughs> um, a little bit of bonus time to myself. So, so yes, yeah, oh, so it's all man. good. As I say, normally I've been up for a few hours and I'm, I'm, I'm sort of pretty bright and breezy, but I, I yeah, I had a little bit of a lion, shall we say this morning. So. Oh, well deserved well deserved yeah and you've, thanks yeah, how old are you of the easter break how old are your two uh well one turned eight yesterday oh, okay. so Happy it birthday. was crazy birthday thank you for crazy birthday celebrations and then the other one turns three uh in okay. uh gosh two weeks yeah now that's really interesting actually mine are uh, seven and four uh but they both oh, turn wow. their birthdays are both within two uh, 10 days of each other in in june as well so they'll be uh eight and five um in oh, a couple wow. months time so not dissimilar mate not dissimilar but no th- well thank you for taking the time obviously it's it, yeah i'm really excited about about spending some time with you and talking about your amazing new album dude thank congratulations you. thank you you must be um you must be thrilled with how it's been received so far yeah i mean it's um it, yeah yeah i am it's it's, it's been, you know it's an odd process because the album was finished i mean well over a year ago so it's been quite oh, a wow. sort of slow build up i think because i've been i've been putting music out for about sort of 15 odd years but i took a i took a bit of a sort of an extended break actually funny enough when my when my kids were born and then the album before this one didn't really uh, you didn't really have any push behind it so people didn't really know it was out so i think the label strategy this time was around was to you know was to sort of almost look at it as a relaunch and so they drip fed the singles etc so it's been it a really did, unusual yeah. process i mean it's it's been it's been great i mean especially the, the the pick up on some of the singles like invisible especially which has been uh sort of played on i think national radio in about sort of 15 wow. different countries just wow. about, about 250 plays on sort of italian national radio and stuff so it's that's been a real creeper and it's been really nice because i've not ever really had anything that's that's kind of got out there as much as that really so um yeah so it's been it's been great mate it's been um it's been really yeah it's been a really good sort of process getting the, the stuff out there uh but I kind of obviously because the album was was done so long ago i'm already kind of like sort of for three quarters of the way through the next one already so you know i'm sort of already thinking ahead so um yeah trying not to rest on my laurels i guess Wow. So have you managed to secure lots of airplay in Finland? Do you know what? Actually, I have had what I know I've had one play on Finnish national radio. Oh. Uh, and that funnily enough, that, that was actually quite a nice moment, to be honest. I think it's one of my um, my wife's friends sent a message saying that she'd heard it being played. So uh, but I'm yet to conquer the Finnish market. Should we? Right. So well, you've got to spend more time there. Obviously, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, without wanting to be rude to, um, you know, the, the, the Finnish nation, because I'm sure they do generally have great taste. If you listen to most of their radio stations, they, they leave a lot to be desired in terms, oh, really? in terms of music. 
yeah it's a little bit sort of like twi- you know like if there's a few european countries isn't there like that where it's just they're kind of they're sort of always stuck on 80s and 90s pop music right really. so, yeah um you know whether or not i actually want to break the finnish market i don't know but uh, but it was still nice to get a play anyway so yeah did you mention I'm, I'm i'm really surprised what you said about how long the album has been done because a, a distant view the album that before it was 2016 wasn't it yeah so that so, was really quick ah uh, it's, I'm just trying to think of time scale. So I think that came out, was it towards the end of 2016? Yeah, so October, I if I then, remember correctly, yeah. Yeah, I think you're right, yeah. So I think I must have finished the follow-up to that. So, uh, yeah, I mean, it still probably was a couple of year, years. So, yeah, yeah. No, no, April 2018, I think, I delivered the final album to Jalapeno of wow. a Part-Time Millionaire. So a year and a half. I mean, I, I sort of, I, I've suffered sort of quite, you know, I, I my process, sort of, especially back in the day when I was on True Thoughts and what have you, and I was a bit younger and possibly had, uh, you know, or, or thought I had more time than I actually did. You know, my <laughs> process was often to finish an album, get really involved with it, and then just not, not write anything for six months because it was just like it was just nice to take a break you know there are a lot of producers out there who are um you know they're constantly slaving away and I always had that thing where I I love music and I love writing but I also like to have a a life outside of doing it as well so I used to sort of take long breaks and I I sort of think my music early days really suffered from that because there was such long gaps between sort of releases and you know and especially now in the the way the industry is now you basically have to be you have to be releasing a song almost every day to keep people's attention you know because there's just so much new music constantly coming out so I think after a distant view happened that was sort of that got me back up and running um you know doing Flevin stuff again and I think from that point onwards I made a you know a concerted effort to not let um you know to to just keep that sort of momentum going and I think especially with this record that's come out because it's had the you know it's the best received thing that I've done and has obviously started to open up other doors elsewhere I yeah I want to ideally start to have the first couple of singles for the next album out at this year as well so um wow. you know it's um it's kind of hard work it's hard work because it's not it's not instinctive for me as I say I, I generally once I get um overloaded and I'm really busy I sort of want to have a break from it all but we are we are plowing on and uh yeah things are going pretty well with the next record already so uh, it's definitely keeping me busy that's amazing because the, the gap between uh well b- before a distant view was 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 notably quite long wasn't it it was a few years yeah i think so the the last i mean i think there was a couple of like slightly odd uh eps that i did that wouldn't normally fit with the other flevin stuff i think it's sort of in between but i think the last proper album was 2011 was it for um 27 devils on true thoughts so it was a good I think it was, it was I, a actually good think it might have been a bit earlier. I mean i did i put an album out between those two under the name Ayatoa, yeah, uh, also with Jalapeno, yeah. actually, which was kind of uh, sort of lo-fi, electronic-y sort of stuff, which was, again, just something I needed to get out of my system. So I've sort of always been slaving, uh, slaving mm. beavering away, doing bits and bobs. But um, yeah, I mean, there has been some big gaps between Flevin's releases. And I think, especially, as I said now, I think it's it's once you've got a bit of momentum, I think it's really important to, um, yeah, to keep that going, really. So I'm just trying to grab, you know, this opportunity that's kind of come, come around with this, this album and sign into jalapeno um uh with both hands really and make sure that i make the most of it so before, wow, before i amazing, get too yeah. before i get too old and tired that, that's exciting to hear though i mean obviously you've known 
jalapeno for quite a while but how did the decision come to kind of actually sign with them officially now well um they wanted to sign a distant view actually and oh. i um i mean adam lack of afro who put that album out was sort of yeah. an old friend of mine and someone that i'd worked with a, a fair bit and i think at the time i was quite swayed because you know I, you know re- re- i mean i've been lucky enough to work with some really great record labels but the you know i think the the idea of maybe having somebody who was a friend of mine put me my music out i thought maybe that's a better you know a better way because they'll actually be focusing on on that and actually with with no you know not trying to no disrespect to, to adam at all but i just think he was too busy really to to really give it the support you know because his stuff was sort of kicking off and he was really busy and um mm. so i sort of kind of kind of wish that i'd put that album out initially with jalapeno but obviously from that point we were sort of in touch and i know that um trev who heads up the label uh has been a big fan of my music for ages so uh, you know i think really in terms of labels in the uk there's probably not a better place for me to be putting my music out at the moment because i've obviously got some really really great acts and also you know i've I've, you can see as a label how they've developed them you know so when they took on smooth and terrell to kind of where they are now you know in the uk scene uh and the allergies you know you know each album they put out you know they get bigger and bigger so you know they're very good i think at uh, supporting artists and developing them rather than just sort of taking out and putting it out and seeing how it does if you know what I mean they've got a, yeah. a bit of a different way of doing things I think from other labels so um so yeah I'm really happy it worked out that way as I say I've, it's, you know been they've been really really good in terms of the sort of support and um you know everything they've put sort of behind the behind the project which has been great yeah certainly including the artists that you've mentioned uh like allergies and smooth and Terrell, who have you know been with them for quite a long time I mean they they jalapeno have had an amazing in a couple of years obviously signing yourself and Giselle Smith I mean what huge wins for that yeah. Filipino that's been so Absolutely. yeah it does yeah. seem like a really perfect match it does yeah yeah and you know as I say I, I you know I, I like the way they they go about things and you know they they had a strategy as I said sort of for for, for my stuff you know because I think I was quite used to sort of signing to labels and then them just getting the album within a couple of months of it being out and just sort of seeing how it how it does but they sort of really sat down you know, and sort of talked sort of strategy with me. And I, I kind of really respected that because I think it is, you know, it's um, when you're a busy label, it's probably easy just to just sort of throw stuff out there and see how it does. But they've obviously, they've obviously got, you know, good heads on their shoulders and they're all about, you know, the long game, I think, with all of their artists, which is why people stay with them and are really happy with them. So, but yeah, Giselle Smith as well. We actually, we've got our debut live gig actually Flevin's live oh, gig in, in, Brighton in about three weeks and we're, we're playing and Giselle Smith's playing live and then the allergies are DJing as well so that should be a pretty good party oh, that's, that's and uh, the first live gig for us as well that's really cool yeah that should make such a perfect match for you guys actually so yeah that'd yeah. be cool so you've you, you mentioned obviously the lead single Invisible uh, I was I was watching the video again uh, earlier today such a cool video <laughs> such a great oh, mate, video no. for that record uh, do you enjoy that part of the process no <laughs> I mean, you know, I had a really... feeling you would say that. I had a real oh feeling God. you were going to say know what, that. Mate? It's, I think it's like anything, isn't it? I, I you know, sure, <laughs> I, I just, I, well, I say, basically, I don't ever want to be in a video again. Let's put it that way. Um, I think, you know, because obviously... <laughs> You know, it was a it was a friend of mine who kind of came up with the idea. And the first, actually, that the, there's kind of two, almost like two separate bits of videos you can see. Yeah. And the idea was actually originally that we were going to do the whole thing outside, and, and we were going to sort of build it up from being out and about the streets to sort of you know a big party scene on the beach, etc. Uh, and basically, we just didn't think about the weather, so we spent 
about a day and a half, two days, you know, sort of solid filming, just trying to get the stuff in, out and about in, in town. And then basically the, the weather just turned and we just didn't have a backup plan. And, um, you know, we, we everybody had got like, we've got makeup people with, I'm um, not me, but Laura, Laura had got makeup people. <laughs> and, you know, and the wind was just like blowing clothes everywhere and everybody just ended up getting really grumpy. And then we, we, had, we had like a, I think maybe a three month break before we could shoot the sort of the, the second bit in the, uh, in the sort of club, oh, really? which I really wow. love. I mean, I love that bit. You know, it, it ties together nicely. So, but it was, I mean, I think in terms of just trying to organize it and do it on a, you know, do, you know, do it on a budget um, and sort of have mates involved with doing it. It was, it was a, it was a really long process. And I think next time, hopefully, you know, with the, the profile sort of being there, we can just kind of hand it over to, to somebody to do, <laughs> you know, as I say, I'm sure I would enjoy it more if I'm not in it and somebody can just say, look, we've done your video. Do you like it? Yes or no. And, and I'll be really happy with that. But yeah, it was, you know, it was like, like all these things you, you learn as you go. Uh, but um, yeah, I, w- I wouldn't be in a hurry to do another one similar to that, to be honest. Is it kind of being in front of the camera as well? Does that kind of, yeah, do you, know, it's a re- do you know, it's a really strange one actually, because I've, I've always been i've had to phrase it i've always been a bit of a show-off you know i'm always quite comfortable in my own skin but at the same point with my music stuff even though i'm sort of very proud of what i've done it's not something that i sort of you know boast about i guess and actually especially now with things having picked up it's been quite odd like sort of recognizing that yeah, I think before when I was just doing the production and less song stuff, you know, it was quite anonymous. You know, I could just do it in my studio um, uh, and then sort of sort of get it out there. But there was, you know, I guess not, none of this kind of stuff, you know, not, not no videos, the sort of live thing. And obviously that's switched quite quickly now to having to sort of head up the band and, and manage that sort of process, uh, you know, going, doing sort of interviews, being on the radio, those, those kind of things. Um, and it is, you know, it is, it is unusual because actually I guess it's not, it's not, I'm not my my most comfortable doing that. I think, um, you know, I probably th- would have thought it would have been the thing that I really liked doing, but actually, sort of, yeah, having to um, sort of walk around town with a camera in your face for a couple of days. <laughs> so, you know, the whole the, but the whole thing is, you know, is unusual because it's 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 definitely less anonymous now. Even like with signing to Jalapeno and then wanting to put your you know your face on your Spotify profile and and get the photo shoots out there and everything being you know so it's sort of it's great because it all looks very professional what have you but mm. I think as I say because my last couple of previous albums were a bit more low key uh, and there wasn't sort of so much you know there wasn't so much required of me to be out there so you know it's it's I, I, I you know I enjoy it but it's possibly yeah it's not you know I'm, I wasn't at my most comfortable certainly for the video shoot and I'm having to learn to sort of. To, you know to sort of enjoy that that aspect of it as well i guess but i mean i i'm certainly not saying this I, on it like hand on heart i'm not saying this to sort of blow smoke up but i'm not particularly as a just as a fan i'm not really like a video person i don't if if there if i know there's a video of a song i won't search for it because i kind of like whatever comes up in my head you know so yeah. but when but the video for invisible it really did pay off like, I oh. think it's a really great video and you, you you look crazy comfortable in it. That looks, yeah. So I'm kind I of mean, surprised, I, you know, yeah. I didn't want to, I guess I didn't want to sort of, I don't in any way mean say I'm uncomfortable, you know, I, you know, those no, things no, are, I'm, I'm really cool with doing, but it's not necessarily the, the things that I would be, I choose yeah. to do. To, to do so um and well no, i mean that means a lot you know it's one of those things isn't it like it's just if you if you if you speak to a few people who are you know who have who are enjoying the album or have watched the video and you know and, and people genuinely like it then that's that's all you can ask for really so for, for me mate that's that's you know that's really great to hear uh, and i'm the same you know i'm not there's you know i think culturally now more people are moving towards you know youtube as a 
as a source of music, aren't they? So actually, or, you know, yeah. so you know, going for the videos. But I'm exactly the same. You know, I I I I can't think that I've seen many of the videos for a lot of my favourite songs. It's not a sort of a you know a default thing for me to do either. So um, I know what you're saying on that front. Yeah, but no, well, it's, it's a really class video. It's a you kind of cool, smile watching you. it. It's just lots of fun. So Nora does a killer job. She's very comfortable, I guess, in front of a camera. She, yeah, she is. I mean, she's and you know, and actually with the with the live thing as well, that's is you know, it's great for me because I'm actually working with you know a lot of people who've got some really good experience i mean she's obviously worked with some sort of really big names and been on some big yeah. stages so she's she's in her you know she's in her element doing that um and of course that's great because you know she gets to sort of um uh, sort of lead, lead from the front as it were so um yeah it's great to, great to have that because i think that also rubs off on on everybody else as well when you're sort of either filming or doing the live thing as well so yeah, yeah. so you mentioned I, th- I guess we kind of touched on this in the beginning but the title part-time millionaires is I read that it's kind of about you being able to or trying to sort of juggle work with sort of family life right yeah I mean can I, I mean as we're having a fairly frank conversation to being totally honest with you like it it's one of those things where you have a few you know I saw a few ideas in mind um and that sort of stuck but I, I couldn't sort of say to you that I was I was you know it, it, that the reason it stuck is it resonated with me I think because of you know the, because because of, of the concept of um yeah of, you know of, of I, I you know I've, I've, I've often been doing a sort of a, a part-time job for a couple of days a week trying to fit music in for a couple of days trying to do um you know look after the kids and do stuff and you know you have magical moments with all of those things but it can be really difficult to you know, to juggle them. And I think when that sort of title came, that sort of title, which was actually originally for, for, for one of the tracks on the album, which I then used for the album title, right. it just kind of resonated with me. But of course, it's really funny that the people have picked up on that uh, that title, you know, it's, it's you know, it's, they, a lot of people have said they think it's a really good album name, etc. So, I, you know, I've been quizzed quite a lot on it, and I've, <laughs> it's, it's, it's kind of odd because it doesn't always work in the way that you think. Well, this is the sort of concepts that I've got in mind, and therefore I call it this. It's kind of like you know, you've got different titles and working titles for tracks, uh, and that just stuck um, and sort of felt that it resonated in that way. But uh, you know, that's that's kind of where yeah where that came from if that made sense i, I guess mm. i don't want to overdo it to say that i put too too, too much thought into my overall <laughs> life situation for the title of the album but um but yeah yeah so that's kind of that's kind of why it resonated and why i thought it would be a really good um title for the lp but that would be like completely sort of understandable i mean i i again as a fan i always i'm always very interested in album titles because i mean to to make an album for yourself that's that's a portion of time that's a portion of your life that goes into it whether it's six months and a lot happens in that time for you in terms of just your personal life and um, and in between the music that you're making so it's a reflection of your life at that time so the 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 title makes it even more apt for for you in this instance doesn't it I think so. I mean, I mean, maybe I'm sort of underplaying it a little bit because I think you know when I, you you know, I often when I'm working on songs, they've got totally random titles, and then if I work on a track with a vocalist, then of course, in terms of what they bring as a top line, or if I'm writing the top line to the album, you know, to that song, then that will dictate obviously what the song's called. But you then, you know, you do, especially with the instrumental ones, you're sort of thinking they often are 
you know a, a snapshot of something that's kind of that's, that's kind of going on at, at the time as well i guess so yeah i mean thinking about it i guess it's put you yeah, yeah it's almost like then you've got two or three titles that are, might be reflective of something that's kind of happened or something that's going on and then you pick the one that feels the most overall kind of apt you know for, for yeah. where you are at that point so yeah you're absolutely right it kind of is, is a snapshot of you know of um of where you are at that point i guess yeah so this is i mean so just sort of on paper looking at everything you've got 11 tracks and this is like the 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 first album since 27 devils that you've had this many vocalists on a project which is really exciting to see what kind of this is sort of a a, probably a contrived question but what kind of leads you to is that a decision you make beforehand or is it literally where your head is at when you want to make a project you're like this is what i want to do no i'd like to i'd like to say (laughs) that i had that much thought in it but do you know it's really it's really odd isn't it because you you often I, you know, I think some people are very, some people are very clear in their heads right from the word go what they want to do. And I, I, I've, I've always just loved writing music. And I have, as I said before, I probably sort of suffered from not ever really knowing totally the direction that I want to I want to take so you know that's hence why I put out a few a little some electronic and what have you because I sort of got lots of itches that I want to scratch really um and so when A Distant View came out in 2016 that was I mean I always enjoyed doing instrument the instrumental side of things and I was working with a couple of other sort of musicians on that record but um you know I always just thought it's, it's just easier isn't it to do stuff when it's just just kind of me in the studio and I can sort of um uh, you know knock stuff out quite quickly um and actually this album really the sort of catalyst was Laura Vane who's obviously on I think three or four tracks Several, of the record. Yeah. and she I'd worked with her back in about 2011 on a track that never got released actually on true thoughts around the sort of time when I put my last kind of couple of individual tracks out with them. Um, and we just, we, you know, we drifted out of touch, you know, not for any reason other than the fact that we sort of, you know, we moved and then I had a bit of a sort of a, a hiatus from Flevin stuff for a while. Um, and I bumped into her. So after a distant view had come out, it was probably six months after that. And um, t- it turns out basically she was living about two minutes walk. Uh, so I'd moved out of Brighton, sort of down down uh, down the south coast of Worthing, and she had done the same. We, we'd both got young kids, and we bumped into each other uh, in town. In a, both looking sort of pretty, pretty tired. I think they were probably about one at the time. So we were both pushing buggies, sort of just with that, you know, that that blank stare that you have. Um, and we were just like, oh, let's have a coffee. And we just got chatting. We just said, well, God, you know, it's, it's such a shame for us to sort of be so close and not think about at least doing a track together. So I for, I can't remember why. I think it's because I'd been on holiday and I'd heard it loads, but I really wanted to do a cover of X Factor, uh, even though I know it's a you know, huge, one of the biggest sort of R&B tracks of all time. But it just, I think I heard it a few times. I was on holiday in Thailand, actually. It was being played a lot on the radio. And it just... I was just like, I just, I love the track and I just thought it'd be a really nice one to kind of do a sort of a, you know, a, a slightly different version of. So that's, we got talking about doing that and got in the studio um and it worked it just worked really it worked really well but you know she's a she's a lovely person and she's a real talent as well but she's also you know every now and again you click and have somebody that's just really easy to work with you know so there's no you know there's no pretense at trying to be kind of cooler than you are or anything like that you know i mean it was just a lot of fun to work together um and that sort of started so we recorded a couple of tracks together um and obviously then when i signed jalapeno it gave me the opportunity to sort of uh, work with Izzo. the track with sarah i'd recorded quite a while ago actually it was a vocal that hadn't been used so i sort of re-recorded that track um and you know so it kind of it was quite organic in that in in that way um 
but it was good because it's sort of, I, my, I guess my hand was forced a little bit in terms of sort of starting to work with Laura. But as soon as it happened, I was just like, what, what, why have I not been doing this sooner? You know, like it's just such a nice way to write music and to be able to sort of, you know, have an idea, give it to somebody. They have a few ideas you work, you know, but it just keeps it, it keeps it kind of moving. It keeps other people involved, which makes it a lot more fun. And you've also got other pairs of ears to sort of be critical about it. Do you know what I mean? So you can't, you don't get lost in that. Oh, is this any good? So, you know, cause you've actually mm. got that whole thing going on so you know I guess on one hand I sort of kicked myself I thought well God, I should have been doing that sooner but like everything it's I guess things just sort of fall into place when they're meant to be yeah. don't they really so yeah uh, and, and I think also my you know my production has only really just got to the stage where I'm kind of comfortable as a songwriter and with the arrangements and and how to record vocals you know it's taken me a long time to do that because a lot of what I've been doing has just been messing around with sort of samples on my own in the studio and what have you so it probably feels like the opportunity to work with vocalists is come at the, the right time for me in terms of my you know where I'm at with my production and what have you as well but I mean it's definitely I won't go back to you know there'll always be the odd instrumental track but it's always you know it's um it's it's all about the songs from here on in which is great so so that was a really long answer wasn't it I just stopped no I that's like I've perfect just been, like I've just been talking for about an hour sorry <laughs> I'm so, no no it's perfect I'm sorry um how uh, there's another vocalist that you have uh on the album who I'm, I'm, a, I'm a real fan of uh Elliot Cole and he appears yeah. on a couple of tracks. He's got such an amazing voice, that dude. He, he's really he awesome. does. Yeah, he's a he is a real talent as well. And he's, he's you know, again, he's he's effortless with what he does. I think he's he's a young lad as well. I think he's only 24, 25. So he's, you know, really, you hear him on record and he sounds like, you know, he sounds like he's been singing for 34 years. Yeah. He? I mean, it's just so, so established. But he's still finding his own kind of, you know, where his own sort of, I guess, his own path. He's, he's obviously worked with Lack of Afro and a few other people. Yeah. And he's involved in quite a few, you know, quite a few different projects. Um, I'm hoping to work with him again for for the next record as well. Oh, that'd be great. But yeah, but but he's, you know, so he's, but he's just one of these people. Actually, the the tracks I did with Elliot uh, are the two tracks that I wrote um the whole song for so you know the process with with him i'm not, not trying to show off about that but it's just you know it's like the process with him was that he you know he didn't sort of come in and say this is what i've written for it he was just like right what do you want me to sing so that was a bit of a, a weird one to kind of get my head round um because you know i hadn't i hadn't written whole songs and whole sort of top lines and what have you before so but it was that really worked for me as well because it was a nice opportunity to get somebody of with his quality to sort of sing what i had in my head if you know what i mean so um, does it kind of vary when you work with a vocalist in terms of uh, who who does the actual say the, the songwriting do you get a bit like well i want to do it in in cases or well, do they kind of feel ownership no, I mean, of it, to be honest, not, it my my gut feel really is that i i would always prefer a vocalist to to have to write their own top line because i think you're always going to get the best the best out of it you know if because then it's a proper collaboration um and i think you get you know you get their unique sort of style and that's also like with someone like laura that's what she does you know she's been doing it for 15 20 years um um so you know for me it was really nice to i fifteen thousand words on, on the album you know i had that i knew what I, that was about and i knew what i you know i, I sort of had the lyrics down for that so it was, it was for me it was actually really nice to find someone who was happy to you know to sort of almost be dictated to in terms of you know what you know the, given the idea and then just to sort of deliver it um but generally apart from with elliot 
all the other vocalists that I work with on this record and I'm working with on on the next record uh, bring their own sort of top lines and ideas. And as it's quite exciting, I'm working with a couple of new vocalists on the next record, and it's really exciting to kind of come up with a piece of music you're really happy with, uh, and then you know, and then not know what to expect when you get the first kind of demo back and have that whole whole kind of process because it often will take your music, you know, in a different direction you weren't expecting, and then it kind of challenges you to go back and work, you know, work around what they've delivered, and you know, so that process is really nice, but it adds something different to the mix i think than if you know if i was writing writing the whole songs really so um yeah if that makes sense yeah no absolutely do you um you kind of mentioned that transition from using samples uh, earlier on in your music to now sort of full-on and live instrumentation i mean what, was there a point where you made that decision where you thought i just i don't want to make music in in the first way anymore not, not really. I mean, there was, I mean, with back on the True Thoughts days, so I had my first couple of albums were very sample heavy. Um, and then I had a little, um, I had a break before putting out my Flevin's album, 27 Devils, where I played in, I played bass in a band um, for a friend of mine who produced under the name Bacchini. Uh, his stuff's really, really great. I mean, he's not, not put anything out for a long time, but it's still, um, still some great music. And, uh, and it was a really lovely experience because I hadn't played live for quite a while. Uh, and that sort of really made me think, you know, what, I should be picking up instruments a bit more. Um, and also the fact that, the, you know, the industry changed in terms of how they dealt with samples. You know, when I was first on True Thoughts back in the early sort of noughties, you could, you know, there was nobody really giving anyone grief for using samples. Uh, and right. of course, now it's, you know, it's, it's really different. So, um, but like, you know, much the same really with in terms of the production, a lot of it is just, is just as I've got a bit older, realizing, I guess that, you know, I, I sort of, you know, I grew up playing piano, double bass you know I, I can play a lot of stuff but I realized that I'd sort of just let it slip a little bit really so I was just picking it up and doing tiny little bits and it was just you know I you know invariably once once you move back to sort of playing live you get a much more kind of organic sort of soulful sound if you know what I mean and also you're not reliant on finding that kind of killer sample and going through you know so it, again it was quite organic in terms of that that sort of change but once you sort of start and and start to realize what you can do with sort of live instrumentation it was sort of from that point didn't really look back to be honest so I mean there's the odd there's always the odd sample in there you know like percussion and bits and bobs just to you know in terms of layers but apart from that I don't use mm. any any other samples so so where does it kind of uh, musically how, how far where does it start for you where did your sort of what early influences and what kind of led you to sort of wanting oh. to pursue a career in music i mean it depends on how far back you want to go obviously I, I you know i grew up doing music i was i sort of fell into i mean my 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 parents encouraged me to play piano. Uh, I didn't really enjoy doing it, but I sort of stuck at it. And then when I when I got to sort of high school, I, I learned, I was learning double bass. And then because I was the only person who played bass when I was sort of 13 or 14, uh, you know, everybody wanted me to play bass guitar. And then I got the opportunity to play in sort of, I was playing in jazz bands, um, you know, orchestras, all sorts of stuff. And as soon as I had the opportunity to sort of actually go out and do something that was, you know, not you know kind of more theoretical or you know the stuff you learn in lessons then that's when I kind of really got hooked um and then I moved to London when I was 18 and played in a very very questionable rock covers <laughs> covers band <laughs> I was you know at the time when you're 18 and the thought of living in London and playing gigs in London you know that was like oh we're gonna make it but actually they were you know they were literally one of the worst bands you could ever imagine what um, kind of songs were you covering oh do you remember oh, any of the uh, ones that you did we were we were covering i'm just trying to think like bands like 
uh i mean things like small faces but then some more right. sort of psychedelic stuff like <laughs> caravan and also i mean i didn't have anything to do with it basically it was all they were all older in the band they just needed a guitarist when they and you know for me i was 18 i had long hair i was allowed to use a distortion <laughs> pedal and and try and play noodly <laughs> solos and at the time i thought that was the dream but in retrospect it really wasn't and so but yeah so that basically i had a bit of a bad time actually with them i sort of stuck out in in south london and i'd all of my mates had gone to uni and one of my friends kind of basically sort of pulled me out of the the sort of the pit that I was in really and got me up to uni and then that was when the sort of at that time that's when Ninja Tune, Mowax, everything you know was that right. that whole sound that sort of instrument or you know I hate to use it but it's kind of I guess trip hop um, you know Shadows introducing which is you know still one of my if not my favorite album of all time really um, you know and I was just I was just obsessed you know it was just like I'd never heard anything like it um, and I while I was at uni, I bought like a little, I mean, a really kind of crappy, uh, like mixer, but it had a, a push button sampler on it. So you would, you'd actually have to press the sample, you know, the sample to loop it every time by hand. And it would record something for seven seconds in mono. Um, so I had that and like a cassette four track. Um, and I would just literally spend, especially the last year of uni, I just, I just didn't go out. I just spent all this time in my room, like looping really weird kind of kooky samples and putting beats to it uh and just kind of kind of got lost in it and actually funnily enough it's that stuff that i recorded on those those cassettes was the stuff that got me signed to true thoughts when i came to brighton oh, wow. so, so like when i first got signed to true thoughts i'd never used a I'd never used a computer you know i wasn't really playing any instruments at that time it was all just kind of like quite weird kooky samples and uh when when rob louis from true thoughts actually called because i genuinely didn't think i was doing anything that would ever get anybody's attention i thought i thought it was a prank i thought it was my mate tim calling me <laughs> pretending to be rob louis so i was really rude to him because i was absolutely <laughs> convinced that it was my mate winding me up so I, I think some of the language i used was probably not what he was expecting and then it, honestly i had a moment i put sort of put the phone down i was like I think that actually was Rob Louis. <laughs> so I had to get the number and call him back. And I, so that was, so I, I had to start from a point of embarrassment. Um, but, you know, you know, so going back to what I was saying, like, you know, in terms of the, 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 you know, the production side of things, you know, it, you know, it's, I think for me, it's taken a lot longer than it has for most people. So I've, you know, I've always played music, but I guess I've just always been all over the place. And even when I was on, if you think really, when I signed to True Thoughts, you had Bonobos, First Round Man, Ad, uh, Animal Magic, right. Fifth Exotic by Quantic, which are really established well-produced albums and all of a sudden i'm on the roster with those guys with like a, a little you know little sampler and, and a four track so then i had to go and kind of buy a mixer and then i got you know so i was basically when the first stuff on on true thoughts came out i was basically you know i was kind of 10 years behind everybody really i was you know i was having to learn and i've, I've sort of always been <laughs> behind the curve to an extent you know it's taken me a long i mean i think you're always learning and there was obviously merit in the stuff that I put out. You know, I'm not sort of trying to write write that off. I managed to find a way to put stuff that I was, you know, happy without. But you know, I I definitely started from a, you know, I guess from I guess from the the back position in the race, shall we say? Um, so um, yeah, so so that's kind of how it happened, really. So it was it was it was quite a weird process, um, and I never really knew. You know, so I think when I signed to True Thoughts, you know, it wasn't like I knew that I wanted to do you know, kind of broken beat or, you know, hip hop. What I was doing was really just sampling anything and everything and just sort of seeing what sat together. Um, and so I think, you know, it has taken me a, a lot of sort of trying out different styles and sounds to actually get to a point where I think, you know, I know that my, the music that I'm putting out now is kind of what, you know, what 
sort of represents me is it's probably you know most i guess where i've always wanted to get to but it's just it's just taken me a very long time very long time <laughs> yeah so, but, um, but it's funny you say that but there is a there is an extensive and stunning discography that you've left behind do you acknowledge well, that <laughs> yeah i mean i think yeah i mean yeah as i say it's um yeah, I mean, it's, it's just, it's really, it's really odd. I mean, I think, yeah, you know, I, I, for example, Make New Friends, you know, the first sort of proper, like, sort of full length yeah. that I put out on True Thoughts, you know, I find that really hard to listen to now, you know, you know, it's, it's uh, you know, it, but without that record, I would never have done music. You know, that's, that's the record that, well, you know, I've had big licenses from that, you know, the, the, the income from that record, even to an extent to this day has allowed me to set up a studio, you know, wow. so it's like it's like everything isn't it you know it's it's an odd one i did not i'm not dismissive of it but i i, I you know that, that it was a lot of work to get stuff out and you know and leaning on other people to sort of help me out with bits and bobs because of the fact that i really struggled over those sort of years to to get something that i felt at least kind of would match up to other stuff that was on the label other stuff that's out there that i was listening to so you know and there's definitely there's there's tracks and and bits i've done that i'm proud of on 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 all of those records but there's also if i'm being honest there's also tracks on all of those that i sort of you know i'm sure i'm sure everybody has that with their their back catalog um and it's probably really for me only the last couple of flevin's albums sort of a distant view and and you know part-time millionaire that i can you know, you know, I can listen to and just think, you know, I'm, ha I am really happy with that. And mm. I think, you know, um, you know, there's no, there's nothing on there that I think in a few years I'll look back and think, oh, why, why did I put that on there? So, <laughs> but, you know, that's, I mean, that's how you get there, isn't it? You know, so it's, it's, yeah, it's a bit of a learning curve. And I'm, so I'm sure there's, I'm sure everybody who's putting any music out would, you know, would look on their, their stuff they've done before, uh, with, with the same level of criticism, I imagine. Yeah. Well, no, that's, I suppose that is fair enough. It is funny though, isn't it? When you listen to, you know i guess you say certain things about like the catalog and that are cherished to people as well though isn't it so it, it is funny how it's yeah it's absolutely and you know so to take nothing away from that because you know of course for, for, sure in, in whatever in whatever way you know it, it's kind of happened you know i wouldn't have got to where i am now in terms of what i'm doing and being really happy with my music had i not gone through this process and i don't think i don't imagine even if i went back that i would do it a different way if you know what i mean so everybody's you know everybody's got their own their own way i think as long as you get to a point where you're you're happy and as i say i've, I've just been lucky enough that you know those records did well enough that even when i took a long break from music there were still labels yeah. that knew my stuff that had played my stuff out that you know that would want to sign me and you know so that in itself was was a real blessing for me you know it was really lovely to know that even if i hadn't put anything out for a few years as soon as i was working on an album i always felt confident that i could you know i could speak to one of the brighton labels i could get some sort of leads that somebody would pick it up and that always kept me really motivated to do something because i always thought there's goodness still another opportunity for me out there to do it so you know mm. if that's if that's the only thing that the back catalogue did then that is that in itself has kind of you know given me the opportunity to you know to sort of still be doing stuff sort of 15 20 years later really so mm. yeah so in no way grumbling about it so no of course no it is amazing yeah it is amazing it's it's gonna be stunning to see uh the, the next record where that goes as well mm. so that's uh it's really exciting yeah that, um it's coming so soon yeah, yeah i mean really, really I, I think i think i mean well obviously this album's got and there's a couple more remixes to come off off this record now oh, cool. so that will obviously still be being the, the main push for the next sort of few months and over summer i'm hopeful 
of finishing the new album by about May, I think this year. I'm sort of wow. we've got about nine tracks recorded at the moment, three more to go. It's always the it's always, it's always the last few, um, you know, because there's a couple of vocalists I'm hoping to work with, but it, the the time frames for those guys might not be as quick as the stuff that I do with Laura, etc. So, um, and in, in all honesty as well, I've had to have a bit of a break actually. I've, it's been you know I've had a real sort of surge in getting stuff done, yeah. and then I sort of recognise it's been so hectic sort of writing that supporting this album obviously getting the live band together that it's been um it's actually been nice to have a couple of weeks just sort of um recuperating and getting my brain back into gear but uh, but yeah the next okay. record's sounding really really good i mean it's a logical follow-on i think from part-time millionaire so there's some stuff that will be you know is in that sort of vein but there's also some yeah sort of quite cinematic quite different yeah i mean it, i think it's going to be a nice balance i think it's definitely a, a step on musically uh but will also be a kind of you know a logical next step so it's not going to it's not going to be a techno album let's put it that way <laughs> at least well, i don't really think it's not, not, not at the moment <laughs> yeah you, you never don't know, know what they'll come back with you never know yeah the yeah, label well, might want to go know, in like a new said, direction if i have one of my moments and decide that i just need to do something <laughs> different i might just yeah put, put, put some slamming electronic bass over it all and see what people think <laughs> <laughs> or maybe not maybe not <laughs> well um each every, every episode of of these shows that we have we our guest gets to pick a, a, a closing number so it could be anything uh just a favorite song of yours it could be uh, a song from your your catalog so I was, the current I was album. And over this and do you know what i think if it's um without wanting to sound like i can blow my own trumpet i actually would like to choose fifteen thousand words if that's okay oh, brilliant for the last yeah record, because i think it's um you know the 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 singles on the, the new album, you know, and the stuff with Laura has done really, really well. Um, you know, I think they've really resonated with people. And 15,000 Words came out as a single, but just before the album. And, you know, while it's been well received, it kind of went under the radar a bit. But for me, I think because it's the first song that I have you know written every part of and also you know sort of lyrically it's quite sort of personal to me as well so it's you know it's i think in terms of everything i was think, thinking everything i've done that's the thing i'm most proud of and would kind of like people people to hear if they've not heard the record so well that, what the the way these podcasts work is i i do an intro then i i pick a song and then we go to our conversation that was going to be my pick <laughs> uh, was it really it uh, okay. was which one well, no, no, which case, no, no, it means way more that you picked it. Don't worry. I've got a, a, a lengthy selection of flavors I mean, to dip into. I've got backup. I've got backup ideas. So if you'd rather do it that way, no, that's no, cool. I right absolutely mean. want to go with go with your you you picking the song that means the most to you. So I absolutely want okay, to pick man. that. <laughs> but no, I'm happy you picked it. That's a, it's a great pick. Oh, I like but, um, I'm happy that that was your choice too, mate. That's um, yeah. that's uh, that means a lot. So yeah, beautiful song. Thank you so much for your time, dude. I'm sorry oh, to mate, invade your an morning. I really, really enjoyed talking to you, mate. And again, mate, you know, as I say, hopefully it won't be too long till, till the next record's out. So uh, let me know if um, if I can uh, blather on at you again for an hour at some point. Oh, that would be amazing. Thanks, dude. Thank you so much no, for your right, time. Mate, Congratulations with, with everything. Enjoy the rest of your week as well. Oh, mate, we'll do, mate. You take care of yourself, right? Cheers, sir. Thank Cheers, you. Bye-bye. Bye. Sentiments, but I feel we're getting old, and 
that time is taking hold There's nowhere to hide I'm tired and I wanna go home But it's colder inside Fifteen thousand words alone I don't think I can carry on We could write a better song For another day Compliments A tale that has no consequence Well, I'm holding out a hand Just trying to understand And when we are broken All you want to do Is show the world you hide The truth eludes you And I can see right through Yes, I feel we're getting old And the time is taking a hold oh, oh, oh. There's nowhere to hide I'm tired and I wanna go home But it's cold inside Fifteen thousand words alone I don't think I can carry on But we could write a better song Nothing